Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Keep Cool with Porta Cool. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Welcome to another episode of the show. We're thrilled that you've joined us for this one. We have a really interesting episode ahead for you today uh, because we're talking to Heidi Hudson. Now, Heidi wears a lot of different hats, and we're going to dive into all of those different hats, but primarily we're going to talk today about farming and, in particular, how heat impacts farming. And so we're going to dive into all of those things today with Heidi. So, Heidi, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Tyler. It's great to get to meet you in person. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is fantastic. I'm, I'm I'm excited to get to have a conversation with you, um, even if it is uh, virtual. Um, this is uh, this is really exciting to have this opportunity. So, Heidi, tell us a little bit about your background and and how you have a knowledge of, of farming and all the different things that goes into it. Sure. Yeah. So my background is in poultry science, um, just from an education standpoint. But ironically enough, my husband um, is third generation poultry farmer. So his um, his father farmed in poultry for 37 years before retiring, um, as well as throughout his entire childhood. Um, Brian's grandpa also farmed throughout his entire life. So um, when we moved back to East Texas, um, I kind of got a, a baptismal by fire actually into my education because we've, we've lived the farm life ever since. And it's been a lot of fun, but um, it's been really fun to kind of see it um, applied in a couple of different avenues. Um, you know, we we've honestly, we've farmed with my father-in-law um, for three years before we actually took it over full-time last year. So it's just been kind of a whirlwind. So I think for a lot of people, they might not know kind of what goes into to farming and what goes into to you know running a, a place like Hudson Poultry, like what you have. So um, tell us maybe something that people might not, uh, that the regular person might not know, or maybe something that you've learned over the past several years uh, since you've kind of taken things over. Um, give us something that, that maybe people don't, uh, don't, from the outside, don't know. Yeah, so we are contract farmers, which means that we actually contract, we um, we house and we take care of um, our poultry for a vertically integrated company like Tyson, Pilgrim, Sanderson Farms. Um, so essentially, from the time that the birds are on our facility to the time that they leave to be processed um, to end up on our table, they're actually in our care. So we are responsible for ensuring that they have uh, proper ventilation and animal welfare standards. Um, all the way through from great feed, great water quality, uh, great temperature control, um, all the way through to the process. You know, we we can see birds anywhere between um, 35 days and um, 70 days that are going to be, you know, coming out of the grocery store. Um, so I think that's a, a really fascinating behind the scenes is knowing what size product that you would be getting at the grocery store is dependent on how long that grow out period is. Um, dependent on the genetics. It's it's very fascinating. And um, one thing I'll point out just really from a farmer's standpoint is that there's a genuine passion behind the scenes. Not only is our daily life dependent on the performance of our birds, but you know we, we want to see these birds raised in an environment where they're comfortable and um, where we're actually providing a great product and a great service to those who are in need, which is everybody needs food on their table. So it's um, it's something that you don't see a lot of behind the scenes. We are on call 24 seven. So my husband and I are taking turns at two o'clock in the morning, ensuring that we're out on the farm, um, making sure that these birds have what they need. Um, and that's all the way throughout the entire process. So it is a, a family endeavor for sure. Um, our kids have been raised around it. My, my husband being third generation, he was raised around it. Um, it's just, it's something that we do genuinely care a lot for. Um, and it does take a lot of time, but it, it's honestly so worth it. We've really enjoyed it. 
Is it is it the case that you know the the conditions that birds are, are raised in kind of can impact their growth and can impact um, you know just the I suppose the the quality that they possess kind of once they make their way to the grocery store and onto our table and that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest hurdles that you'll face is um, poultry. We really like to try and raise them in certain geographic regions just because we want to ensure that. It's not too hot, not too cold for these birds. Um, where we're at in East Texas, one of the biggest hurdles that we would face is heat. So temperature control um, is, a, is a main factor in making sure that we have proper ventilation and great fans. Um, if we need to use fodder, foggers or utilize any additional type of resource to keep that, that temperature controlled, you know, there's a very fine point that we want to keep that, that temperature at or that water condition at, you know, we want to make sure that those birds have everything that they need to, to live a sustainable life and be healthy and happy and um, poultry, they can't sweat, so they pant. So um, not only do we have harsh conditions when it comes to winter, but in the heat, um, they face an additional hurdle, the fact that they can't sweat. So we want to ensure that we keep under a, a certain temperature at all times. Um, and so that's, that's something that we monitor very closely. Absolutely. And, and when you think about farming in Texas, um, where you and I both are, uh, even if it's not poultry farming, but, but, you know, you run the gamut of all the different things that, uh, that people do here in the state of Texas, uh, this summer, especially has been extremely hot and we're just, uh, midway through July at this point. Uh, and it has been like historically hot in Texas. And so, uh, how do farmers and people in y'all's position deal with the elements that we're seeing this year? Gosh, it has been a crazy summer for sure. I do have yes. to concur with that. Um, we have seen temperatures, even just this week, rise up into the 102, 104. Um, we're seeing heat indexes of 110, 112. So we we battle that heat a lot. Um, we stay incredibly uh, in, in close contact with our service technicians to ensure that our fans and our belts are serviced constantly. Um, we can't have a fan down at all. We have to ensure that those those birds have um, air circulation at all times. So um, it's something that we face pretty heavily. Even in the evenings, you're running into 90 degree heat. So it's not something that we really can get away from um, at any point in the day right now. So we've got you know a couple of weeks and months where it's a pretty brutal time to be raising poultry. Yeah, that's. I, I imagine that uh, that it, it is challenging when you hit a summer like the one that we're having. It's always it's always hot in the summertime in Texas, but this this year just feels particularly unique. And and so you're right. Like keeping things operating and running the way that they should is is obviously top of mind and extremely important. And part of the reason that this conversation I think is so interesting is that not only do you have that background of, uh, of working on the farm with your husband and your kids and, and being a third generation, being part of a family here now, a third generation farmer in Texas, but uh, you also have a role at Portacool and, and that sort of thing. So tell us a little bit about how that came to be and, um, and what that experience has also taught you just uh, back on the poultry farm. Yeah, so about two years ago, I actually started inquiring about a position here at Porticool. Um, I've been heavily involved um, background being in the allied poultry industry. Um, I knew Porticool was you know, right down the road and that we had manufacturing services, but it was really interesting as I started diving into the experience and the, the culture here, um, and I knew that that was something I wanted to be a part of. I also found out from the back end that um, our distributor is the one that recommended cool products. 
So we've already had years of experience with the product. And I knew that it was a superior product that, that brought a lot of long life um, expectancy. So it was something that I knew we could attest to just from uh, an application standpoint. We use it every single day to keep our birds cool. But um, actually being internal and getting to work in cool customer service has been a really great opportunity for me. Um, you know, the team members are very passionate and knowing that our background really came to be with cool because they wanted to provide a good product to farmers um, was really something that our family cared a lot about and was actually a driving point to me starting to work for Portacool. How has that helped uh, in your role at Portacool, uh, knowing that you you have this background knowledge from the work that you're already doing and now, okay, you can apply that in, you know, in a business sense? It's been a really great network of, of team members and people, you know, both inside and outside of these doors that um, they know the company, they know the product. And, I, you know, I kind of have both, um, I have my hands in both baskets in a sense where, um, you know, we have a, a network of people that are farmers um, that we're able to talk directly with about additional technical support and how they can be um, extending the life of their product, cleaning it, maintaining it. Um, but on the other hand, it's been a really great opportunity because um, I, I know that we were provided a service way before I ever worked here that was just superior. And knowing that I get to be a part of that behind the scenes and offering that education to our distributors, to our end users, um, when when a farmer calls, they're going to be talking to our department directly to a customer service representative that's going to ensure that they have everything that they need to be successful. And if there's additional recommendations that we can make, we provide that almost uh, boots on the ground type service. And that's not something that you see a lot anymore. So um, there's a lot of pride. I, I know when I go home, I'm not just leaving work at work. I actually have work at home that I get to see all the way through the finish line. So um, it's something that I'm very proud of. And I, I too genuinely feel like I found a home in cool. Um, you know, I, I didn't even know that I was already involved in it, but um, now we're kind of stuck with it. If that, uh, if that's a, a good way to put it, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck with cool and I'm happy about it. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic way to put it. Um, Heidi, the, the past several years, um, due to the pandemic and then supply chain issues and all of the different things that have kind of come out of that have been challenging for a lot of industries and challenging for a lot of people. How, how did that hit you guys um, in poultry farming? Uh, what, what sorts of challenges did you face kind of um, around the last two and a half years or so? Yeah, we, we've seen a myriad of different challenges that have come out of that. Um, you know, we're, we're blessed that in a, a sense, there's always going to be a demand. We have to keep food on the table for, um, for our society. So keeping that going, um, it, it's been a, a big drive. Um, it does kind of make things challenging on our side. It's a little bit stressful because while prices are still rising, um, you know, it, it's still going to continue. And uh, so we have electric bills and lots of utilities that come into play with that side um, that they, they just continue to rise. But um, we continue to see a demand. Um, there's, there's always going to be a need for a lean and cheap source of protein. So as far as that goes, um, we we stay very busy. Um, we see, stay in, in constant contact with our integrator um, just to ensure that we either have a fast turnaround or that if we need to do any kind of maintenance in between batches for clean out, um, that, that we're keeping a consistent pattern with that. Um, but, you know, everything from the shavings to the utilities, the gas, the electric, 
Um, that's been a crazy shift. We, we have been uh, heavily involved in that side since March of 2021. And we've just, we haven't even looked back. It's just been constant um, challenges. But honestly, it's such a, a small and, and close-knit group of people, that, that network really that I mentioned of different farmers, of distributors, um, they all stay very closely banded together. So um, it, everybody would give the shirt off of their back if it meant that we needed to help another farmer. Um, and it, it goes the same way for ourselves to other farmers. So um, anytime that we've needed to pick up the phone and continue um, helping others or continue keeping other people's farms going, it's there. So there's a great network of people um, behind the scenes, both from the distributor standpoint um, other farmers, they would give the, the shirt off of their backs for each other. Um, and we saw that as far as the freeze um, in February and March of last year, um, we were directly impacted. That was our first, um, actually our first batch as poultry owners. Um, and we had so many different team members that, um, that called and really came to assistance and making sure that we kept water wells up and going and making sure that we had clean um, water and that we had air circulating through to the, the poultry. Um, it, it was a really great experience to see that even though it, it can bring a lot of challenges, we're not in it alone. And we've seen that just even through the past 18 months and, and my father-in-law can attest to it. Um, it's just something that we want to always be a part of. You're describing just a, an incredible community, it seems like, a, a, of people that are really close-knit, that are willing to sacrifice for one another and, and that sort of thing. What, what are the primary ways that that community stays connected, whether it's phone calls or emails or just the general everyday working together? How does that community kind of stay in contact and, and have conversations on a regular basis? Well, I can tell you that the poultry industry as a, as a whole, while it's very, very large, it's also still a really small world. Mm -hmm. um, so we're all we're all slightly connected. I mean, we have team members here that also raise poultry. Um, so anytime that we are trying to get a hold of some type of part um, or if we need a service, one of us is able to pick up the phone, send a text message. Um, There's so many different off the wall conversations that we've had. Um, and it, it even if it's an off the cuff type phone call, it's never, um, never discouraged. We honestly, we hope that um, if somebody would be in need that they would give us a call and if we can help that we would. Um, so like you said, that community effort has just been such a blessing for us. Um, and we've just, we've seen it return um, tenfold to what we've been able to even do. And I know we've only been farming for a short period of time ourselves, but I know that um, my husband, um, he would really love to be able to give back in that manner that we've been given back to. That's incredible. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I think really, really well said and, and well put. Um, Heidi, as we start to kind of wrap up this conversation today, is there anything that you want people to know about what you do, the work that you guys do, and the, the community that you have um, it, within this industry. Uh, any final thoughts, anything that you want uh, people to walk away with today? I think the biggest thing would be that um, don't be a stranger. If that's if, if that's the most Texas way you can put it, uh, <laughs> to not be a stranger. And that also goes for um, for Portacool, for Cool as a whole, that um, when somebody is in need, there is always an opportunity to pick up the phone. And if COVID um, and really if any, if any of this past few years has taught us anything, We've lost touch with that connection. And I think that Portapool has done a really great job of continuing on with that pattern of opening up that door, opening up that phone call opportunity again. Um, I know 
whenever we deal directly with farmers every single day, when we deal with distributors every single day, that customer service aspect is something that we still do genuinely strive for. Um, one thing that you'll hear our company talk a lot about is our, our core commitment is going to be to our quality, to our customers, to our team members. Um, and so we we see that all the way through. Um, and from a farming standpoint, that's something that um, we are very, very passionate about. Um, so I would just say that if you have any types of questions, um, be it poultry, be it swine, be it dairy, horticulture, all the way through gas turbines, all of that, that um, that cool and portacool as a whole is going to be answering that phone and, and offering that additional system and service um, and boots on the ground that you may need. Um, so it's it's been a really great opportunity for me um, personally to almost get to see from the back end, um, you know, outside looking in that that's always there. Um, so I have no problem telling somebody to pick up the phone and call portacool and knowing that anybody that answers the phone is going to take care of that person. Um, so if you need to be taken care of, give us a call. <laughs> that is a, a fantastic note to end on. Heidi Hudson. Heidi, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Keep Cool with Portacool and sharing a little bit more about your background, your story, the amazing things that you're doing. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Tyler. I appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of Keep Cool with Portacool. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more, you can always visit the Portacool website to stay up to date with the latest from Portacool. And there you can subscribe to the podcast. You can do that through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts these days. You can find uh, the podcast and make sure to stay up to date with the latest conversations that we're having in this area. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for this one, for Heidi Hudson, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again next time.